Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. Use AWS now to lower your business costs, become more agile, and for faster innovation. Apply now to get $1,000 free credits at hustleshare.com slash AWS. Also by TagCash. Spend, play, earn, and build a mobile wallet super app for your startup. Go now to hustleshare.com slash TagCash to apply and get your startup's mobile wallet. And... Caliber is the easiest, most convenient way to get hired. Caliber Tailor fits the perfect job for you based on your unique skills. Hire the best people for your company at www.caliber.com and use the promo code HUSTLESHARE. Caliber, where jobs find you. Well, first you've got to define your process or else there's no way you're going to get it lean. Now, and then in the sales process, you've got to make sure that every single thing you do is directly causes the sale to close. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now, here's your host, Ronster Bait Young. Welcome to episode 70 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. 
We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this podcast contains a lot of adult language, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because today we're going to be talking to a legit hustler, and his name is Cliff Ayala of Cinnabite, who also happens to be a persistent optimist. Now, if you're wondering what a persistent optimist is, let me tell you a little bit of how Cliff started his hustle. Because according to him, he started out as a philosopher who went out to study in Madrid before he realized that he's not really going to make a lot of money in philosophy. So he pivoted to sales. And his journey as a salesman is very, very interesting because the whole theme of this episode revolves around that. And Cliff will share how he started out selling by accidentally discovering corporate giveaways while he was in Hong Kong. And then Cliff will also share with us how he then started getting into tech, all the way to how he got that company acquired. And like the persistent hustler that he is, Cliff will share how he got into IoT and made a global Filipino company out of it. But paying it forward in this episode is going to be in a whole nother level because Cliff wrote a book that basically encompasses all the life lessons of his hustle that we can all apply within our own. And as always, don't forget to stick around till the end because we talked about sales and how to identify blue oceans while balancing life between passion and pursuing money. So if you're ready to learn the hustle of a persistent optimist, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are with a suggested guest. So before we get started, thank you to Gretchen Ke. Of Grab, who's a regular listener. I haven't met you yet. I'm sorry. I was supposed to do the meeting, but I got tied up with a lot of things. And she suggested, again, this came in through the Hustle Share community and the Hustle Share chatbot. So, guys, if you want to be involved in this packing podcast, just throw us our, our way and then, um, you know, we'll, we'll find a way. So, again, thank you, Gretchen, for inviting this a very unique hustler. And again, welcome to the show, Cliff Ayala. Woo! Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, so Cliff, uh, I I've been wanting to have you on the show, and finally we got an opportunity to come in. You have so many things to do here. I mean, I'm looking at your LinkedIn, and I'm blown away of how much legit stuff you've done. I'm I'm borderline intimidated already. Like, what the fuck? I can't fuck shit up. He's doing AI and all that. But before that, Cliff, what's your hustle? Well. There are two hustles. Okay. The first one is the company I'm running right now. Which is? Cinnerbite. Cinnerbite. That's an energy efficiency firm. Mm. We've been at that since 2008. So mm. that's now 12 years. Mm-hmm. It's 12 years. Yeah. yeah. So wow. we have customers in 10 countries in Asia. Wow. And we help industrial and commercial customers save on power. That is amazing. Yeah. I'm, I've never had anybody who... Again, um, this is not a very common. It's boring stuff. But, well, yeah, but it's impactful not a sexy. though. Yeah, they don't. We, people don't understand how much energy and power is so important. Without energy and power, regardless of where it is came from, from fossil fuel or whatever, a lot of what we do would not fucking function, guys. 
None right. of your electronic shit would not even work. Right. And and in in the the Philippines, um, this is a big problem because the uh, power rates are extremely high. Yep. In this country. Again, they say there's a monopoly <laughs> and all that stuff. But we gotta break it. There's some there's alternative ways now yeah. to, to, to generate power. And the other hustle is the other hustle is a book I'm releasing. Oh shit. Okay, what's the book that you're li- releasing? Uh, shitty places and selfish people. Can I just say that it feels good to have a guest that is casting yeah. too? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's amazing. But before we get carried away and talk about the book and of course Cinnerbite, we have to ride the hustle share time machine. Ooh. Oh, we're now here. Oh, <laughs> we have to come in and go back all the way to how you started out your hustle. You studied in UP and did MBA in an Ateneo. And then you also did another MBA in España. No, I was, a, I, was a, I was in UP for only a year. Okay. And then and you did Ateneo. Then I left for Spain. Hola. Uh, wow. Hola, Espanol. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So, look. Lo, Walk us back uh, through your whole journey. Was it because a lot of what you've been doing is very science enabled, right? Um, what was what was like? What was it like growing up? Where you, did you have any inclination of tech entrepreneurship? What was how were how was your life in in when you were studying? And did you do any side hustle prior? Well, um, I'm a philo major. Philosophy, yeah. Socrates and Homer. <laughs> shout out to you, right? So, what what was that? What, what was the what was the initial path had, you took? I had I had many interests when I was um, when I came out of high school. Got it. I was interested in psychology, mm-hmm. uh, electronics, okay, and engineering. Yep. And philosophy. Mm-hmm. I ended up taking AB Humanities in. In UP. Yes. Yeah, and then I left for Spain. Mm. Uh, I was there for five years. Okay, how do you get to Spain? I mean, because this is, again, I've had, again, probably a couple handful of people who studied abroad mm-hmm. as Filipinos, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them will go to the to the U.S. as a destination to study. That's the default. Yeah. I've never had anybody go to España. I went to España, but the España is right here. <laughs> UST. That's yeah. the España yeah. I know. Nobody speaks Spanish out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So how, how was it like? Well, in, in UP, I had some friends, and uh, one of them ended up going to Spain. Okay. And as a change, instead of just doing the U.S., I said, let's try Europe. Mm. And that's how I ended up there. How was your Spanish going before? Well, right? uh, it was really crappy. Um, <laughs> uh, the, um, in UP during the time, we were required to do, I think, six units. There were units yes, in yes. Oh, back then. Okay. Yeah, but that was really nothing. I mean, really? Yeah. Um, I got to Spain in June. Classes started in, in September. So wow. That's three, three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the summertime in, in Spain. And this was a time yeah. where that I spent just learning Spanish. Okay. I would How spend, difficult uh, was Very, it? very difficult. <laughs> I would spend uh, six, seven hours in a room with okay. some... We had cassette tapes that time. Oh, wow. I with language learning cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. And I would just study. Okay. As soon as I walk out the room, in the hallway, I'd see... a. Uh, a Spaniard, and he'd ask me something, and I said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so 
Like what the fuck? <laughs> all went out the window. It's <laughs> extremely frustrating because wow. uh, um, sometimes the, the the Spaniards eat the words. I mean, they right. cut. They cut the just like us of, Filipinos. Yeah, yeah. There's no such thing as like a properly Filipino <laughs> said word, right? Yeah. Who's, even the spelling, nobody spells the right way yeah. here. Wow. So. Um, uh, I remember the first year I had a one. Well, I was a fellow major, so one of the okay. subjects was Latin. Latin. Yeah. The core of all so, these. So things. I had yeah, Socrates. Uh, no, that's yeah. Greek. So but yeah. but I had to translate from Latin to Spanish, oh and God. I didn't know any of the any of the two. Right, and you're talking. So below. Obviously, right. yeah, obviously, I failed the first uh, right. uh, exam on right. Latin, but but I eventually got there. Wow, that's amazing. Now, I wanna, I'm curious about making ends meet because anybody, regardless of your social status in life or how, you know, how sometimes we, we get our, our, our support from parent or whoever, there's a big adjustment you have to make, especially yeah. if you're overseas, Yeah. right? What was that like for you? I mean, how's life outside of school? Did you have to like do side, side jobs and whatnot? Well, scholar ni daddy. Mm, yeah, got so, it. Um, it was funded by my parents. Got it. Uh, but there will be some side jobs I'll, I'd attend to. Okay. Uh, not very many because I was uh, I had a lot to study. I was doing sure. I was doing philosophy and I also did a a minor in social legal sciences. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. But what was your mindset back then? Was it clear that what you wanted to do, like all right, philosophy is this the path that I want to take? Or did, did it really meander into different things? So what well, was the turning point? I knew philosophy was useless. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <that laughs> use, useless in a, in a sense, like if you, if you, if you look at, uh, at it from the lens of the Industrial Revolution, it's of useless, course. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to make, make science, uh, you want to make money, you got to go into the hard sciences or the... Um, Chemistry, biology, physics, yeah. engineering, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, but I just loved it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at that age, um, passion comes first, right? Of course. Um, there, there, there's, I, have some, uh, I have some concern with the phrase, follow your passion. But Why? That, that's for a different. Well, well um, when you pursue your career or a choice, a major choice in life, it cannot be all follow your passion. You cannot eat your passion. I mean, you need to put food food on the table or pay your bills with yeah, passion. Yes, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Miracle, here's my passion. Yeah. Ni parking be- asshole. Yeah. <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. So right. you gotta consider, yeah, what your passion is, but you also gotta consider. Um, what the market is willing to pay for. That's one. You got to consider um, uh, what your skills are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can have a passion of being a concert pianist, but I'm tone deaf. That's not going to work. True. Right? Um, and then you also got to consider uh, the impact you want to make. Correct. And that's why it's so amazing when you see people who get paid for their passion. That's rare. Yeah. That's rare. A lot of people do things that they don't fucking like at all, mm-hmm. right? And then they say, follow your passion, leave everything behind. That's not a good advice. Yeah, it's Does not. It, it's not. Because it fucking puts you in uncomfortable, it, in terms of risk management, right? Okay, follow your passion. What if your passion pays shit? How are you going to make ends meet, 
right? This sort of like, for example, I'm not, I'm not going to throw shade at the hustle, but a lot of musicians that I know uh-huh. or p- musicians at night all have a day job to make ends meet because right. that's not going to be enough to pay for, for whatever. Now, there's only a few that make it to the very top to become rock stars yep. and live that life, but everybody else needs to balance it out. Mm-hmm. Right? So like if, if, if you're in a hustle where your passion pays really well, you're blessed. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for you, you knew that philosophy was that. What changed for you to, to really pursue something that really pays well, I guess? Or well, the, I did that for five years, okay. took my master's, then uh, came back to the Philippines. One thing about uh, me, and maybe it's because of my, my, my education, okay. I always question the status quo. I always ask why. Mm. Philosopher, right? Yeah. You always was back. That's why? what you got. Yeah, that's that that became the way I thought. So, okay. um, how is that relevant to like the startups I sure. got into? Mm. Well, I always why asked why is this problem being solved that way? Isn't exactly. there a different way? Mm. Um, and and that's not how uh, most of the people would think. They would say, "Oh, that's the convention. We follow it." Yeah, so. just because. Just because. Right. Yeah. So that's that, bad. Mm. That's um, well, of course. Plus the fact that I knew I had to make a living. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. I had to find my hustle. I started out. Oh, I started out uh, selling real estate. Wow, sales. Yeah. Yeah. That's your first hustle. Uh-huh. How was that transition from philosophy to sales? Because sales is very. It's a skill more 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 so than anything. Yeah, um, I like talking to people, mm. just like you. Yep. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm very uh, introverted. <laughs> you're yes. shy. You're shy. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> right. Um, so I like talking to people, um, right. and uh, add that to uh, the need for making money. Yeah. Uh, I just learned. I just learned along the way. Got it. Made mistakes and. Uh, did you stay for long in the real estate industry or doing sales? Maybe, maybe two, three years, two years. Okay. Um, and that's that's how I funded my uh, wedding expenses. Wow! <laughs> oh, my lab! If you're listening to this, maybe I got to do a side. Uh, the, I'm, I'm engaged. Yeah, we can, I just oh, really? Really? So this is great advice. <laughs> I gotta sell some fucking condos right now. <laughs> if not, we will be uh, ending up in the kasalang bayan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't yeah, want that. But yeah. I have, I still have time. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Cliff, after this, I did, I did sales mm-hmm. in real estate. I also did sales for life insurance. Wow, those are the two most yeah, like yeah. and stuff because yeah. uh, you see these guys walking around the street ha- handing out flyers. Yeah. Well, I did that for a while. Correct, and uh, there's and, no and, shame and, in that, yeah, by the way. Yeah, but you know, it, it you second guess yourself. You feel frustrated that nobody's paying attention, but uh, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. How did you turn the corner now? So I'm I'm very curious from sales. Was there any other next steps you did before you went to tech? How how was that transition? Um, yeah, there's another step. Um, I I'm now part owner with my brother of of a company called Cristanel. This is a corporate premiums uh, company. Ah. Um, and, and and the story back then was 
um, I knew I needed to sell something, right? Sure. So I said, I asked myself, what's, what's unique to the Philippines? Oh, coconut and mango. Mm. So I said, I can't go. I, and then I said, uh, this was my, you know, very young mind speaking. Yeah. Um, it's better to sell to people who have more money. So of course. at that time, I said, more money? Well, maybe that's not so far. Maybe Hong Kong. Okay. Right? So I, I contact um, Ango Puree. Okay. Ango Concentrate Manufacturers right, or Processors. Right. And I, sell, I said, can, can I sell this? I said, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I, I get not? some samples in right. some food service packs. I sure. did the same thing for coconut milk. Okay. And then I went to Hong Kong. You exported it? I, I went to Hong Kong, and the idea was to knock on doors. Okay. I, this was, With zero network? No, zero network. Oh, and, my God. And, and I said to myself, where do I get a list of prospects? So I remember under DTI, there was this Bureau of Export Trade Promotion. Yep. This was a time where the internet did not exist. True. Not even, even, not yeah. even the dial-up modems existed. Oh, my God. Okay? So it was all paper. Yeah. So I went over, uh, asked for a list. I got some lists for some of some trading companies. Then I went there. I just did knock, yeah. knock, literally knocked on doors. Wow. Um, and uh, I remember one conversation with a customer, and he asked me, "So how much? How much was this?" this yeah, coconut? the purees and the yeah. coconuts. And then he says, uh, "I give him a price. I can't remember what price." And okay. then he says, "Oh, you know what?" Uh, at that price, I'll sell to you. What? <laughs> so that means I was overpriced. Right. I didn't. It also meant that I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't right. understand the market. Mm-hmm. So my thought bubble was Earth swallow me. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. it was pretty embarrassing. I left. I left that meeting, and I said, "This is not working." Got it. So and did you buy the stocks prior, or this was yes? All- well, I bought the sample. Bought okay. the samples to bring. And then um, during that lonely walk, very frustrated yeah. walk, I saw this uh, banner sign that said "Corporate premiums and giveaways fair." Wow! So this is all serendipitous. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, Hong Kong Trade and Exhibition Center. Wow! So I say by the bay in yeah, Causeway Wan, Bay. Wan Chai. Causeway Wan Chai. Yeah. Wan, Wan Chai. Yep. So I go over there mm. and. There were ex- uh, a ton of exhibitors. Right. So I start looking through the stuff. Okay. So these were pens, watches, caps, uh, clocks. Uh, corporate giveaways. Corporate giveaways. Yeah. The shit we give out during yeah. New Year and Christmas. And I, and I remember this is like uh, 25 years ago. Right. Right. I look at the prices. Right. I take out my calculator. I say, hey, it's one-tenth the price. Wow. In the Philippines. This is, of course, 25 years ago. Of course, of course. But still, I'm pretty sure that would still be pretty not relevant. As, not as big now, but, you know. There's still a big see, room for margin. See, yeah. right. so, so I say, even if, I, even if my cost of taking it over is uh, Whatever. times two, right. times three, times four, I'm still going to make money. Wow. So I, I take a look at all the, 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 the exhibitors. I get right. samples. I, I, fill, I fill my bag with all these samples. Right. Went home. And I went home. I threw all the puree in the coconut. <laughs> I threw it all away. You should have drank it at yeah, least. Yeah. Come so, on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got home. I started selling. 
Wow. So、I、the、remember. costs. These are just things you sourced out from Hong Kong. Yes. And you sell sold them here. Yes.、Wow. So these were samples which they were giving out for yeah. free. Yeah. And you didn't have a supplier back then yet. No. Yeah. No. So you I. You were I, trying I, to sell it, pre-sell it. That、yeah. hey, this is what you're gonna get. Yes. Yes. Wow. So I came over, but you can't just sell it without any. Um, branding, of course. So you got to put in logo and、yeah. all of this stuff, right? Yeah. I remember the first item I sold was a brick game. A brick game. You know the brick game, <laughs> the, the bigger、I'm, than a cell phone. I'm not that young. I I、okay. played one. Okay. You know. So I I sold I sold the ten thousand of them. What Tetris? Yes, exactly. That was crazy. Yeah, and I, my next problem was I don't have any money. Got how it. Am, how am I going to fund produce this? it? Yeah, right. You know, to 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 bring it over from from Hong Kong. Right. So I had to borrow. Okay. Um, I I borrowed and people say, "What are you going to do with it?" Etc.、Right. Etc. Big game. Yeah, big, <laughs> big game. I'm buying ten thousand. Why do、games. you need so much? Ten thousand big games. You know what? It's not challenging at all. So long story short,、uh, s- somebody lent me some money and、nice. imported the stuff, and I delivered. Then I got paid. Awesome, and you and paid then, back. Yeah, and then that's where it started. That's amazing. This corporate premium. How so, long did you do this? Well, the company is around now. Still, wow.、Yeah. No, but it, with you and being involved. Maybe. Maybe ten years. Oh my God! And、yeah. you made a really good living for sure. Yeah, doing yeah. that. And because right now there's a lot of competitors too, small, medium, large in、yes. terms of.、Yes. Thing, but you were probably one of the pioneers in doing this,、mm-hmm. absolutely in the Philippines. Yeah. Now, what were the key skills and key experiences that you learned during this whole ten-year tenure that you you did in 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 doing that? Sales. Sales is key. You really hustle. You really need. That's to what、out. this podcast yeah, is all about, yeah, bro. Yeah, That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah. Hustling in itself, which helped me later on. But let yeah, correct because、later. because that is ingrained with you. Nobody can、yeah. take that away. Even Thanos cannot take that away from <laughs> you <laughs> or anywhere. So from this point on, did you now go to Stratpoint? After, uh, after no. Um, uh, well, the other thing, I there's an interesting story about that because okay. Um, one of the things I got into、okay. was bottle frosting. What the hell is bottle frosting? Okay.、Um, if you look at liquor bottles, okay, they can either be clear or translucent. Oh, so just like this frosted yeah, glass that, that we have here. That's a sticker. That's、got、a sticker.、It. Okay. During that time, you got a you you got you had to sandblast. Uh, that portion, so that, so that the, the, the sand、like、would eat into the glass, and、wow. it would look that. So,、um, I I got interested in it, it. right? And I said, wondering, is there? So any, gen- that, that philosopher in you is generally curious,、yeah. always asking why, why and how, exactly, right? Exactly. And that's where you gravitated you towards that.、Yeah. Okay. So I, I said,、um, uh, you know, I can do this. Nice. I I then I went to the supermarket to、okay. look for companies that frosted their glass, and I found a liquor company, a local liquor company. Really? Wow. I saw them, and I I found out that、uh, San Miguel was doing their bottles,、Got、but it. it was being sent to Taiwan to get frosted and then sent back. That's so inefficient. I said, why? Yeah. Well, nobody can frost here. 
light bulb lit. Boom! I right? see ya! Right there. But I didn't know, how, didn't know how to frost, so... Just like how you didn't know anything yeah, about so, corporate giveaways, yeah, so, anyway, and so purees. I, you go and ask the expert. So okay. I went to UP Diliman, okay. College of Chemistry, okay. and I looked for the, the, the guru there, yeah. right? Uh, and then I said, I need to frost glass. Oh, he said, oh, it's like this, like that. And then I say, can I pay you to formulate the, 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 right. the, the, the bath, the chemical bath? Sure. He said, yes. I paid him 10,000 pesos. Wow. And then he, he gave me the formulation. Uh, I did some samples. I took some bottles. I frosted it. I brought it to the customer. Cool. Several uh, iterations later, he says, okay. And he gives me a purchase order of 10,000 bottles. What? Well, you have you have you have an affinity for ten thousand SKs for some reason. I don't some know. Reason. I don't know. And <laughs> Brick then, games, and, now and, bottles. And he said, "I say, when do you need this?" Yeah. He says, uh, 90 days." Wow. So I knew right there and then I could not do this manually. Sure, you had to automate. So the solution was a conveyor belt. Yep. What the heck do I know about the conveyor <laughs> belt, right? <laughs> I love your journey, man. This so, is, so, like, but that's so much bravado. A yeah. lot of people will 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 be scared shitless mm-hmm. to do this. And heck, even ask and just like, oh, I want to start frosting batas, right? And yeah. here you are, just yeah. gravitating and trying to find ways. And that's what pure hustlers do. That is exactly, right? exactly. So you got the conve- How did you do the conveyor belt? So How did you I, I, it? I, 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 Yellow pages. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a lot of work, so by the I way. I looked through the yellow pages, contractor, conveyor uh, belts. I uh, found uh, two or three. I had them. I, I explained what I needed. Okay. And they gave me a design and gave me a proposal. Mm-hmm. And they built one. Okay. So uh, my first uh, manufacturing place okay. was a shanty with galvanized. Iron oh, as a roof. Oh, wow. Yero. 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 Yeah. And then uh, soil for the... Oh, my gun. God. There was, no, there was no floor. <laughs> a real I shanty mean, right there. Really yeah. grass and yeah. grass. And for, forget the cement. That's cost. Yeah. So, so I would... You just need a roof <laughs> and a wall. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so and they, electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they built this thing. And um, I did the 10,000 bottles. You did, did you pull it off in ninety days? Yeah. Oh my god. Who who was your staff? How how big was your team doing that? Um maybe twelve to fifteen people. Wow. That's amazing. But, but the margins all, were good? All, yeah, very good. Oh, nobody again, the idea was when nobody's doing it because it's difficult, there mm. must be an opportunity. Boom, right yeah. there. Yeah. Blue ocean. Yep. <laughs> Okay. All right. Now, Cliff, before we uh, get into deep again, let's take our first break. And when we come back, let's talk about how you then transition to tech. Let's talk about that more after the break. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Cliff Ayala, who was now frosting bottles before we took a break. And we had a mini heart attack in between. I thought they didn't re- record <laughs> that first part. I was like, holy shit. But thank God they recorded. If not, I would probably be crying my ass out right now. So Cliff, prior to the break, you mentioned that you are now frosting bottles. I'm very curious about how you got into tech mm-hmm. from brick games to... What you call this to, to frosting bottles? Yeah. Now, what's that transition like? Was there any other thing that you did before getting into tech, or what was your crash course to tech? Well, I left for New York. Okay, here we go. I hope you didn't knock on random doors there again. <laughs> I remember, I, I, uh, I got married because I had funds to get married. There you go. Thank you to the real estate. Shout out to all of y'all. <laughs> and and then I, uh, the idea here was right. Okay. I want a bigger market, so let's sell in the U.S. Wow. <laughs> Just like that. Did you know anybody in the U.S.? Well, I had, I had some relatives there, but mm. they were in banking. Oh. So <laughs> what did you want to sell in the U.S.? The corporate gifts. Still got yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, uh, and, and this, at this point, I had a three-month-old baby. Wow. So you're a daddy. That, that changes the whole game. That changes the whole game. I become uh, even more uh, more imprudent. <laughs> yeah, and driven because now there's a baby to feed. Yeah, so we pack everything up. Right. My wife, who works at the back, okay, resigned. Wow. And then we flew to New York. We I just moved. We just moved everything. And then when we got there, I said, "Okay, knock on doors." Same shit. Yep. And it, again, you moved. When you say moved everything, the production stayed here, of course. No, I closed that. The the frosting. No, the frosting. But the, what about the corporate, corporate gifts? No, was no production. This was a trading business. I mean, the, yeah, I sourced. That, I sourced from China, from Hong it, Kong. Got it. Um, print on it here. I would print, but okay. I would just outsource right. to printers. 
That is amazing. But but did you still have business here while yes. you when you okay? Yes. So there's yes. there's still yes. a client. So that's a right. point in time when my brother came in. Ah, to, 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 to watch the the yes. prod. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then, um, so we left to New York. I started knocking on doors. Um, I closed the deal with the bank, but unfortunately, this was uh, this was New Year's Eve, December um, thirty one um, of. To nineteen ninety five or six. Yeah. I broke my leg. Oh, what happened? Three parts. I was sledding down oh, one wow. of these hills. I missed the safety briefing. Oh shit! I broke my leg. So there was this fan. I coming down a, a huge hill, and there was a, a chicken wire fan separating the hill from the main highway. Oh my god! So I just. Didn't break. I rammed into the into the fence, and then I broke my uh, leg in three parts. Oh my god! Long story short, I spent New Year's Eve in the hospital. Nobody would operate on January one. You were in grimacing pain or yeah, morphine. Yeah, well, they painkillers. Yeah, but it was also very frustrating because I knew that this was the end of that dream to sell in the U.S. Mm. Okay. Why so? I mean, I mean, recovery. Well, because recovery, uh, and then you gotta you gotta hustle. Of course. Right. And, and this takes time. This takes time. Right. right. So we decided to come back. Wow. You were still recovering when you came back. Yes, I was still in crutches. In a, oh wow. Yeah. Um. So I, this is a year later. I, we came back. <clears throat> but this was the time. When HTML was being done in the U.S., so you saw an opportunity. There yes, too. When, when when they were a little bit more advanced than the dial-up modem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got excited about this. Right, and then I came back home. I said, "Why don't we teach this stuff?" Gotcha. HTML, the way the, right. the markup Fucking languages coding. for for. Right. for uh, which right now you don't even have to code. You can just yeah, do it copy, with, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, there's again, there's a no code movement now that right. they say that uh-huh. you, know, you can build products without even right. line, right, line lining code. a <laughs> single line of code. Right, right. So um, I got together with my my other brother, okay. and we started teaching HTML. We charged uh, five thousand a head for a three to four hour session. We would hold at wow. the Shangri La Makati. Wow. Or at UP Diliman or a, a posh hotel. How did you teach yourself, though? Books. Books. Yeah. So you're self-taught. Yeah. Then you pass it on. Yeah. Got it. So and we were making good money. Okay. We taught at AIM. We taught at Shang Hotel. We taught, taught at UP. Remember, this was, this was before the dot-com uh, boom. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Or the bubble. Or, or the bust. What a, yeah. yeah. Um. And then as tools came out, this became common, and then we said, forget it. Okay. No more blue ocean there. Sure. And then um, I I was fascinated with making processes more efficient. Sure. So this was your next obsession. Yes, this was the next obsession. But an efficient process is not going to bring value if it is not, Tangible. If if I don't Correct. get to codify this, so it gets, it has to be put into a system. The of only course. way to do that is software. Mm. 
What did you know about software aside from, of course, HTML, that's the backbone of any kind of software, hardware, mm-hmm. whatever. There's always code in anything now, by the way. Even if you don't even know that, like, you know, the, 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 all your, even if it doesn't have an interface, there's some IoT code yeah. embedded yeah. into yeah. that, right? For, for software, it's a totally different beast. Yeah. So what, I, what did I know about software at the time? Zero. Again. Yeah. I did not, I could not understand how typing out stuff on, on a screen right. could make a computer do something. True. I had no concept of that. I'm mm. a fellow major. <laughs> How did Socrates do that? <laughs> <laughs> right. so, but I said, I'm interested. Mm. Right? So, hustle. Got it. I went out selling. I understood like the basic stuff, right, what right. the value is going to be. Uh, so I went out to sell. I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, I sold something. I sold a human resource and timekeeping system. HRIS. Yeah. Wow. And I had nothing. And you didn't any. So let me just. Uh, <laughs> and this is was this the the origin of Stratpoint? No, not this yet. This was uh, this was still under Webmasters. 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 Yeah. Got it. And you were selling HRIS. Sorry. So yeah, the the HTML was Webmasters. And then this one was SQL Solutions, which eventually became Stratpoint. So this is it, the yeah, origin this is it. And this of, is it. of whatnot. Yeah. I would have to, I, 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 I saw myself in what you said, because <laughs> my journey, I, I don't know shit about, I mean, I do, I do know now, because I had to self-educate myself as well. I mean, self-educate myself. Too. Duh, it's self- I no, had to self-educate. You really got educated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had to educate myself. And this is me exactly when I was selling chatbots. Oh. My, my first startup 10 years ago was about nightlife. I created a website to get people on the guest list of clubs. Oh. I don't know shit. So I failed for like, Four or five years before I got it, took it off the ground. And then three years later, it all crashed and burned, lost uh-huh. everything. Uh-huh. It was tragic. <laughs> Eight years of nothing, and then you lost everything. And the main reason why I wanted to create chatbots after was, but it's so hard to acquire users to, to use an app, a mobile app, mm-hmm. because it's so expensive. And then before someone comes in and uses an app, right, they would have to go through at least five steps. Search for the, your app, download, install, sign up. Then that's the only time you get to the value proposition. Mm-hmm. And then I said, what's the, best, what's the best platform to eliminate all that friction of friend? So I said, oh, and then Mark Zuckerberg, my voila moment was, hey, guys, chatbots can now be put on Facebook Messenger. Uh-huh. First thing I did, I bought the domain. Okay. www.chatbot.ph. Yep. And just like you, I don't know shit about AI <laughs> and chatbots. But you know what? I've learned through the hustle that you can actually pre-sell something without knowing anything yeah. about it yet. Yeah. In the software world, we call that vaporware. Vaporware. <laughs> I sold vaporware. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I studied also how mm. the, the concept works. Mm. But since I had the brand to back up what the fuck I was saying and made it look nice, mm-hmm. I was able to, to 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 get a multinational bank. Wow! As my first client, 
12 months down the road, I was able to sell Chatbot PH. Wow. There. Cool. So after losing everything, uh-huh. you know, um, then capitalizing, selling vaporware, eventually you become good, yeah. right? Become the best at it and still blue ocean. And one thing that people are going to have a hard time competing with us now is because we started so early, uh-huh. we have experience yeah. and cred. Yeah. Like, you know what? Oh, you can't out out experience us because we've been there. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's not a good enough moat. Of course, there's always someone who's going to be better at doing it, but experience and credibility is everything in yeah. selling. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what you're selling. You can sell a fucking, uh, you know, you can sell a smartphone to a blind man, uh-huh. but since they trust you, they'd buy it. Yep. So I totally empathize with you because I was like that too. And then with this podcast thing, it's a, a little opposite because I had to do it first. I had to build credibility. I didn't know shit about creating mm-hmm. a network. Mm-hmm. But I said, hey, I, I had some cred now, which is, allows me to, to gravitate and get people to, to join me in this journey because I've done it as well. Yeah. Well, what's, what's interesting there is that you believe that you could do this thing. Correct. Because um, if, if, you, if you look at your story and my story, it's we act out what we believe. True. Right. We believe that we can build this, so we act out. But first, right. you got to believe. Yes. Right? And that's the biggest step. Uh-huh. Belief. And then again, sometimes you have to be a little bit foolish, too. Because a lot of people like would say, and by default, a lot of people will talk you down. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's not it. Don't do that. Mm. And tell you what's not possible. Yeah. Right? But for us, like, fuck this. Let's try. Let's validate. Yeah. We have nothing to exactly. lose. Exactly. Right? It's that ex- experimentation process you need to Correct. go through, which, which does not fit with many people, the, the, the non-entrepreneur types, because they, they prefer the state the, the defined processes. Yes. Correct. And defined processes, and they don't want to be the first to take that risk. Right. And it's that risk appetite that we have. You know what? I ain't got nothing to lose. Okay, I lose my time. Fine, whatever. Yeah. But if I do hit jackpot here, okay. because I saw a blue ocean where nobody saw it coming, uh-huh. the same way I did party file, nobody fucking knew that nightlife automation could be done. Now a lot of the clubs are trying to do what I was trying to, I, what I did ten years ago. Uh-huh. Like, huh? I don't, I don't want to <laughs> live that life anymore. Comes with a lot of, uh, you know, I'm done with nightlife, so I don't go to party anymore. Second was chatbots. Like, no, everybody saw it, sees it now. It's not alien to people, AI, mm-hmm. NLP, ML, whatever. But I saw an opportunity, yeah, this is wide open, let's go. Mm-hmm. And now podcasts, right? Okay, yeah. podcasts have been around. Nobody ever actually stepped up to gather every, everybody and create a movement that helps each other out in a symbiotic way uh-huh. and put the content creators first. Uh-huh. I knew because I was one of them. And I, I have the same problems, monetization, analytics, all these things. The blue oceans is always there, yeah. but it's hidden in plain sight. Nobody's going to tell you, oh, there's a blue ocean there. When somebody already tells you about an opportunity, it's too late. It's a, yeah. Because <laughs> blue oceans, you have to fucking find it yourself. Yeah. Go into the fucking caves, find yeah. it out. Right. Right? right. It was amazing. I, I emphasize so much. But I want to walk out into, to, I mean, walk through how you did. From the HRIS, how did you create a company about uh, tech now? So 
the HRIS, um, I had nothing, so I had to hire. So okay. I hired programmers. Okay. I had no idea about how to hire programmers. I just hired <laughs> them because they said they were programmers. Yeah. <laughs> that was like me too. <laughs> like, oh, you could? Sure. <laughs> come here. Come here. Oh, come, come, come. Here's can, a computer. Oh, can, can you do this? <laughs> yes, sir. Go ahead. <laughs> So we were at oh, it man. for we were at it for four months. Yep. We went to the customer to do the demo. Yep. And the thing didn't work. Yeah. It just didn't work, right? right. We had bugs all over the place. We had bug bugs city. on top of bugs. Yep. <laughs> it was a big bug fest. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to return the down payment. Oh. Yeah. That's a pro that's this is. You know, here here's the biggest lesson there, and I also went through this. <laughs> Faking it till you make it can only take you so far. Yeah. Eventually, once you sell, you have to the expedite the process of learning to do quality, yeah. because eventually it will come back to you. Yeah. Whatever you said you can do and you didn't deliver, dude. Yeah. That's okay. gonna be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, Patay. <laughs> <laughs> I returned the down payment, yeah. and that was a fork in the road. Okay. I said, do I want to do this? Mm -hmm. The answer was yes. There you so go. The, the, the only way forward was for me to learn it. Of course. And again, there was no, 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 no Google at this time. Sure. So I got the books I needed, right. and then I, I learned it, and mm -hmm. then I um, got certified under Microsoft at that time. Mm. And... Um, I was one of the pioneers in that field that I became the technology evangelist for Microsoft wow. in the country. Stratpoint. Yeah, this was still SQL Solutions. SQL still. How yeah. did that evolve into Stratpoint? That, so we started, uh, SQL was around for uh, six years, I think, seven years. Wow. Um, and this was a time when um, the SMS boom happened. Yeah. So new we were media. They call it new media. New media. Then. Yeah. So we were working with the game Kanaba system of ABS-CBN. No way. So that was you guys with Johnny system. C. Yes. Yes. The issue, the issue with these things were, um, you had to build a system that could handle the traffic. Of course. Right. So there's a specific way of designing the system to be able to handle the traffic. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what what made us good here. Mm. And um, so we did Game Kanaba, we did uh, Coke Sarap with McDonald's wow. and Coke. Um, and then uh, we did some stuff for for some banks and uh, pharmaceutical companies, yep. software systems. And then that's when uh, Nara Venture Capital came in. Nara and Paco and... Yeah. Yeah. So did you ever, uh, let me just correct this. Did you ever work with a guy named J.C. Velasquez? Not that Through I Nara. Okay, because he's my co-founder and he worked with Nara with Paco. Oh, okay. This guy's a Mensa guy. Okay. And if you, He's legit. So if I'm faking it, this guy's legit. <laughs> he can build it. Like, bro, like, yeah, let's go. Dude, that was amazing. And, and again, surrounding yourself also with the legit people. Yeah. Because we're just literally evangelists, uh -huh. right? We, we sell what's possible. Right. Sell, sell the, ah, okay, this can be done. Uh -huh. But in reality, if you ask, how the fuck, I don't know, fuck that. I, I right. ended up having to, to learn to actually do it. And oh. I was actually writing code, code wow. critical parts of the system. I had to, to write wow. the code. Wow. 
we built a uh, trust banking system for one of the banks. Yeah. And that's done on-prem all the time, yeah. Yeah. right? On-premise, when you say on-premise, you know, most banks here in the Philippines don't trust the cloud. Right. You know, they don't trust AWS. By the way, if you want $1,000 free AWS credits, go to hustleshare.com slash AWS. That was a mega plug right there. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't trust the cloud. No. Because, it, 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 again, a, everything that is in financial records, blah, 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 they would rather store it in their own servers. Right. Somewhere in, I don't know where they put it. <laughs> the basement. Yeah, the basement <laughs> of their big banks. <laughs> And it's hard to build on top of that. Right. Because, yeah, you have good latency on that, on certain things. But again, it's primitive in nature. Yeah. Right? So you had to build this stuff. I had to build that stuff. Oh I, I had to personally get in there and, and, and write code. Wow. And test the I code don't and, write code. And, and, this is, I'm too late in the game. Yeah. And if there's one thing I should have learned probably 10 years ago, mm. is to write code. Yeah. Then come there came a point as this the company grew I, I i had to say stop writing code cliff yeah why because i had to run the company correct uh, so so um long story short uh nara venture capital came in um i i was there for another two years okay and then i sold the remaining uh, so when with nara was it an acquisition or was it a it was uh, it was a, a partial acquisition. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow! They, they they own majority when they came in, and then mm-hmm. after two years, um, uh, I sold the okay. remaining. So Paco is a happy guy. Mm. There you go. <laughs> so after this, so you didn't strat point. What was next for you? Because okay, the you, next the next thing here was, um, I still wanted software, but I knew that I had to do something else with the software, gotcha. right? Uh, I had to combine it one way or another with with hardware. Mm-hmm. When and at this point, uh, you still had the the corporate giveaways. Yes, that's 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 the cash cow. Yes, that's still there. Okay, yeah. awesome. So, um, I uh, I I said. Let's do something with software and hardware okay. so that we can make hardware smart. Nice. So uh, IoT. Yeah. And this was a time when clean tech was starting. Mm. So a light bulb lit up again. Okay. How <laughs> I many blue oceans have you seen, <laughs> man? <laughs> so I said, can I use technology to save power consumption for customers? So if you look at buildings and factories, it's all they're all very used to the physical stuff like gears, grease, right. hammers, nails, industrial revolution, that kind of stuff, right. right? So they're very far from digital data, True. software. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, that, that that's that's a gap that could be filled. Right. Um so I asked myself, did I want to build something? I said, well, uh, if I build something, it's going to take quite some time. Yeah. Okay, if there's anything out there, I, will, I can just, you know, partner up. Right. So I, sc- I scarred the web. Okay. I looked at all, I could, everything I could get my hands on. Okay. And I found this company in Boston. At least there's internet now and when it, you search. Yes, yes. It was a, <laughs> it was a startup. Okay. What, was it, what, was they, what were they called? Uh, Digital Lumens. Got it. Yeah, and they were just acquired last year by Osram, the lighting wow. company. Wow, yeah. Osram! Yeah. Wow. So the 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 deal was they had this piece of technology, lighting technology that was uh, f- 
fitted out with sensors and mm. wireless communication and software, IoT. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I flew over. Okay. Don't break your leg this time. No, please. I didn't. Okay. I flew over to okay. meet them. So All right. Said, and in the meeting, I said, you know, uh, uh, well, I did the evaluation and I thought it was going to work in the Philippines. So I said, mm. you know, I want to sell your lights in the Philippines. Sure. And they say, hey, we're trying to figure out what to do in the U.S. We don't know what to do with, with Asia. <laughs> we, we haven't established home court yeah. advantage yet. So, so they it. said no. Okay. Well, I said, okay. Went home. Six months later, I get a call. Okay. Cliff, ready to sell in, in the in Philippines. Asia. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So I started selling this. Okay. And I had, I had the Asian territory. Nice. Mm. The whole Asia or yeah. just Southeast Asia? Yeah. The whole Asia. Wow. So... I, I went out to uh, start selling this to McDonald's, to the, 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 call, the, the, the National Distribution Center of McDonald's in the Philippines. Right. And uh, the value was simple. I come in and I save you money on power consumption. Got it. Um, and they say, how much? 90%. Wow! I did the study, right? And okay. I said, "So I this is not fake. This is not I, like vaporware anymore." No, no, right, no. Right. I said, "I can save you ninety percent." Wow! And they say, "What are you smoking, Cliff?" Yeah, <laughs> light. We're smoking light, bro. <laughs> that's amazing. That's so, amazing. So in this sales cycle, this was the okay. hustle, right? Okay. And the sales cycle was taking. It, it, it reached. It hit nine months. Wow. It's easier to make a baby than to sell this <laughs> You already have a baby after the time you sold one thing. My God. So and yeah, that you have to have a lot of persistence and a lot of liquidity to survive a nine month sales cycle. Yeah, yeah. But again, if you I'm pretty sure at a nine month sales cycle, when that closes, uh, yeah. dude, it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. It's Absolutely. Worth it. It's worth it. Right. And and I was dead sure that the value was compelling. They would they, they would not believe it because right. they haven't seen anything like this before. Yeah. But I have, I have the proof. Right. Right. So I finally said to them after nine months, I said, you know what? I'm going to replace your entire lighting system. No yeah. cost to you. Uh, Just use this. What, yes. Whatever you save, we split. But I'm taking 90%. Wow. So I saved... We, we put the system in. After one week, we measured. I saved them 96%. Wow. So they were consuming 4% of what they were consuming before. Right. This was several years ago. Almost 10 years ago. And that's McDonald's. Yeah, this was their national look at, commissary. Look at that. Running, uh, was managed by a company called Javi Logistics. Got it. But and, look at that at scale, because if that's a commissary, every stock comes from there. Mm, mm. And because of this, we are in the distribution center of McDonald's in Taiwan, Japan, and Australia. And it just trickled down to everybody, everybody yes. else yes. from here yes. as a yes. as a main guinea pig person. Yes. Wow! So that was we started off with a shared savings agreement, but these other three said, "No, we're not doing shared savings from you. Okay, we're we're just buying the stuff from you." Got it. Okay, yeah. but still, yeah. you know, a client is a client. Yeah. Right. right. So that's what you do now. So Tell that's me. what. That's what uh, Cinerbyte is doing now. Together with, right now we're in 10 countries because of this. Wow. We have five sites of Nestle. We have uh, a couple of sites for Unilever. Multinationals. Oh, my God. KFC. Um, we have several sites. We are in the 
uh, spare parts distribution center, regional distribution center for BMW mm. in Malaysia. That warehouse, this warehouse, is five hectares. Oh my gosh! Covered space. It's unbelievable. You walk into that place and you say, wow. This is the Avengers HQ right there. The CIA owns this. <laughs> so wow. 500 lights. Oh, my God. With all wired, uh, wireless communication, IoT stuff. All talking to each other. Software, sensors, uh, fully, fully automated. Guess what, guys? Owned and founded and executed by Filipinos oh. like us. So it's possible. Yeah, this it's is possible. what it's supposed it's to be possible. because we get enamored with what we see. But Filipinos out here right now, uh, who, who the best ones are actually very low key. Yeah, you know. Except now that you know Cliff's book is coming out, and I'm on the podcast. There you go, on the podcast. There's a reason behind this, right? But that is an amazing journey. But before we take our last break, I want to ask: It's all not rainbows and butterflies, Cliff. Oh no. No. What was the biggest challenge you had to encounter in Cinerbite? Cinerbite? Yeah. The nine-month uh, sales cycle. Sales cycle. In, in that time, how were you surviving? Well, uh, we were just two guys. Got it. Myself and an electrician. Gotcha. I didn't want to meddle with uh, electricals at the ceiling of a 15-meter right. warehouse. Sure. So I say, I'll, I'll pay you na lang. Yeah. You go up yeah. and install the light. Ah. Right. So it wow. was just the two of us. So at least low burn, mm-hmm. a lot of waiting. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in between? Oh, in between, I was selling to Alaska. I was selling to Zwilig. I was well selling to um, uh, uh, KFC. I was selling to, I was building up the, pi- the funnel. Got it. The pipeline. That is and when, when McDonald's, when Javi Logistics finally mm-hmm. signed the deal with me, then the others started to follow. You were talking about credibility earlier. Right. So until they, some of them were saying, we got to see a reference site. Right. A guinea pig or a mm-hmm. good, a good a reference to legitimize your thing. Again, mm-hmm. same with, thing that happened with me in Chatbot. Yo, I got an international bank. I can't say it because it's a, mm-hmm. I'm on NDA still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who are you to say no to this? Right. If they're the ones who's actually risk taking on us and taking that, oh, these guys are legitimate, everybody else just follows. Yeah. Right? So that's what happened. And till now, I mean, we still capitalize it now. Not, it's not just one, but, you know, around 50 companies that we're, we're working with in Chatbot mm. PH. So if you need a chatbot, you know what to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, let's take our first break and, and then we come back. Let's talk about paying it forward. And let's talk about your book. Okay. And but let's talk about that more after the break. Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter 
Order has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust Dragon Pay. Hey. 
And we're back for the final part. We're still with Cliff Ayala through this amazing journey. I, again, now I understand why you want, you wrote a book. Oh my God, I'm blown away, right? This is just an amazing journey. But before we get to the rest of how you're, you're, you did that, Sinner Diet does not just only do uh, energy saving. You now have a new component that revolves around AI. Yes. How did this come, to, come into place? So our, again, from the customer, they would say, okay, Cliff, uh, we've saved on power consumption with lighting. What's next? Because I have a KPI next year that's going to ask me for more savings. So I said, let's go after your chillers, mm. air conditioners. Um, so in this case, we use uh, sensors and to gather the data and mm-hmm. we use uh, AI algorithms to yep. optimize the running of the chillers. Got it. Yeah. So it does uh, does it on the fly. Yeah. Right. No yeah. need for manual. Yeah. yeah. So the, in this, in contrast to the lighting system, this is something we built. Nice. So this is a product. Got it. It's no longer made that by the electrician. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're talking about AI engineers. So and, and what's right. what's interesting here mm-hmm. is the composition of the team. All right. I have a mechanical engineer on the team. Wow. I have a physicist. Okay. I have an electrical engineer. Okay. I have an electronics and control engineer, and I have an AI engineer. It's amazing when the ideas cross pollinate. Yeah. Because if you're all AI engineers, all you see is code. Right. If you're a mechanical engineer, all you see are gears. Yep. If you're an electrical engineer, all you see are power uh, wires. Power wires yeah. Right. But once you get them together in a room, put the problem on the table, and they start yeah. solving it, they begin, it's they amazing make, what you find. They, they create a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I won't be surprised if a few years now, Cliff is selling transformers and robots. <laughs> it won't, it, I, I will not even be surprised, I swear. But that's amazing. But before, you, before we cross to your book, how did you build that team then? Because, again, this is, again, part of hustling is, of course, validating there's a need and there's a paying customer for yeah, it. Yeah. Another part of hustling is recruiting the right talent to actually buy into that vision. Right. How did you form the team? So um, you go to the startup networking events. Yes. Uh, I, I, I coach some startups, and okay. uh, there are times where uh, some of these founders go to the event and it's not very clear what they're doing at the event. Yep. I mean, just there. They're just there, wasting time. I said, that's the last thing you should be doing. Yeah. Right? So you should either be looking for investors, looking for customers, or looking for people to work with. Got it. So um, I couldn't find what I was looking for. So mm. I went to the source. You were like you too. I went to. I still haven't found. <laughs> oh, that's a Tito joke. I hit it. I hit it. I'm pretty sure that was your, your, your hindi, generation. Hindi okay. <laughs> what? What? Tell me, I'm just a YouTube guy. What? You didn't listen to YouTube? <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. Um, I went to UP. Mm-hmm. I went to UP and mm-hmm. I, I said, uh, I knew some professors there. I Got said, it. can I sit in. To the thesis, in the thesis presentations of your students. Nice. And um, uh, there was this computer vision lab sure. where 40 students were presenting each of their uh, 
thesis. Yeah. And that's where I found the uh, co-founder. Wow. For for the chiller optimization. A student. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I hired him uh, about a year after. But you you already spot. And that's well sometimes here's the thing, especially in deep tech that you're trying to do. There's no such thing like AI engineers and mm. all these things. These guys don't exist mm-hmm. in the marketplace if you hire for one. You have to develop from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Because and these things, these guys, again, the way you hire them is exactly what you did. You get it from the grass the grassroots. Right. You know? And then sometimes they're diamonds in the rough, like like oh shoot that guy is awesome blah 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 but they, he doesn't know it yet more rough than diamonds correct oh <laughs> ash boy like <laughs> it's like asphalt but uh, yo this is it you know um, that's where you find the right right stuff and oh. and, and there's a certain type mm-hmm. uh, some of them I mean they want to work for Unilever or they want to work they wanted to get into a management training program right. or they because those work. are the only things that they see out yes. there in terms of paths yeah. Again, but if they don't know that there are startups who are actually doing this, uh-huh. man, they would drop yeah. everything because <laughs> because they know how vital they are to that journey, right? Yep. Okay. Now, Cliff, why? What's this book? Shady places and selfish people. So, what 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 are you trying? Well, what's in this book? Because again, with what you told us today, that makes you more than qualified. And again, this podcast only tackles some of. I guess the journey and the learnings, but the book is a combination of what? Yeah, well, uh, the, the full title of the book is Shitty Places, Selfish People, Seven Rules of Engagement. Seven Rules of Engagement. So this, the seven rules are there to um, help you deal with the crap that life throws at you. Mm. Right? We got a lot of shit every day. Yep. And um, shitty places are, well, smelly, dirty places you see outside, mm-hmm. but... They are also places where you find yourself sad, anxious, depressed, unmotivated, no sense in life. Uh, yeah, the bad shit. The bad shit. And, mm-hmm. and this is, this, these are the shitty places inside. Got it. And the selfish people, well, all of us are selfish, but there's a good kind and there's a bad kind. Yep. You mix the bad kind with the shitty place, you get hell on earth. Yep. Right? So I try to, I try to, with these seven rules of engagement, I uh, address how to help uh, people do this. Okay. Um, the seven rules are... Um, so Cliff, what okay. are the seven rules? So th- the first rule is take responsibility for your life. Okay. The second one is seek well-being, not just happiness. Mm. The third one is build optimism, which you yeah. and I as entrepreneurs... You were ex- yeah, constant. There's this. I forgot this. Uh, there's a matrix of being. I forgot what it was called, but there's this matrix of optimism and pessimism. Are mm. you ex- always optimistic, or mm. are you like sometimes optimistic? I forgot what. If I do find it, I'll put it on the show notes on hustleshare.com. Yeah, yeah. Right. And after optimism, what so else? Uh, the fourth one is set specific intentions, mm-hmm. so you can be deliberate in your actions. Sure. So if, if, if all you have are aspirations yeah. and there's no specificity in, mm-hmm. in, in what you're going to do, then it's useless. It's useless. Yeah. And then the fifth one is stay focused. Important. Yeah. And a lot of this is learning how to say no to stuff. Yes. Yeah? You, can't, you, can't, you can't be 
everything to everyone or try to take everything that falls on your plate. Correct. You've got to be able to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, the sixth one is push through the pain. Persistence. So this is about persistence, resilience, because mm. there are times when no matter what you do, you just feel down, yeah. anxious, crappy. Right. Right? And as long as you know your why, mm. you can bear anyhow. Your North Star. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's from a philosopher. Right. So uh, you just got to push through. Right. There's no way except through it. Exactly. Right? And finally, nurture relationships that matter. Okay. And in this um, book, I mean, you, you kind of dwindle down without uh, saying everything. Of course, you got to buy it. It's now available. Uh, what, what will the people learn from, from all these seven? And what did you itemize on each, each uh, seven principles? Well, um, let, let's take a look at... Uh, Nurture relationships that matter. Yeah. Um, as I as I prepared for the book, I did a lot of research on um, relationships. Mm. No, not just girlfriend boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. relationships about you know, between friends, sure. uh, family, mm. and uh, many, many, many studies confirm that the quality of re- your relationships determines long-term well-being and happiness. Absolutely. Uh, at the end of the day, it's your family and it's your close friends. Your core. Yeah. And these guys are not necessarily perfect. They're not perfect, actually. I mean, you argue with your spouse, you, yep. you fight with your mom and dad, right. you get into quarrels with your friends. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you need people you can call to at 2 in the morning, they're ready to listen and help. Correct. Right? So... So that's, that's one of the things that uh, I talk about there. The, the other thing that um, what was very interesting for me was mm-hmm. the fact that uh, we, the way we feel about something mm-hmm. depends on how we interpret the stimulus. Mm. Right? Absolutely. There's give, a bias. Though, yes. that- give you an example. Okay. This is uh, the philosopher back uh, uh, in, in there. Uh, yeah. um, Sunday afternoon. Okay. My wife comes to me and says, Where are you going? Yeah. And I can take that two ways. I can say, Why is this girl trying to control me? <laughs> so, mon- so, so controlling. <laughs> and, and, and as entrepreneurs, we hate that, right? right? We hate uh, that. Yeah, like, no, uh, you ain't going to tell me none, but I know who's the boss. <laughs> right, entrepreneurs have bosses and they're at home. They, they sleep beside us. <laughs> or I can say, I can say um, well, maybe she wants to spend time later on. Right? Mm. Now, the stimulus, the question is neutral. Right. The interpretation is either negative or positive. Right. And depending on how you interpret it, that's how you will feel. Dark and depending it. how mm. you feel, that is how you will react. Correct. Right? So the key here is to stay in control of the lens you use to interpret the triggers. That is amazing. Yeah. So again, I'm not going to give it away. You got to <laughs> buy the book. Because if we say too much, then the book doesn't make sense anymore. But these are just teasers. Yeah. And I actually want to buy one now. So if I want to buy one, Cliff, where do I find it? 
Well, this is going to be available at www.cliffiala.com. Okay. And any other, if they want to pick it off the racks and whatnot, is there any offline? Right now, that's we're working with some bookstores, but right now, uh, that's that's going to be the online um, availability is on the third week of February. Which is wherein this this podcast is out technically. Yeah, exactly. All right, so it's cliffiala.com if you want to check it out. And is that going to be an ebook or is it going to be a physical book that you're going to be sending? Yeah, it's going to be a physical book. Okay, thank God for the logistic partners that deliver anywhere. <laughs> then you deliver when anywhere nationwide or worldwide? nationwide. Nationwide. Okay, got it. So if you've heard enough, dude, I, I'm gonna buy one. I want a signed one. Clip Ayala sure. with a heart, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Clip, before I let you go, I need to ask several questions. Okay. Because this is where we pay it forward. And uh-huh. as an entrepreneur, again, this is, you're super qualified. I love your hustle. You're an idol of mine now. Okay. Um, you always have a knack for ident- identifying blue oceans. And a lot of people always see a blue ocean. But wh- how do you pick which one to penetrate? Because a lot of again, there's there's a lot of opportunities we have to see, and as an entrepreneur, we're always uh, you know gravitate towards all these opportunities. But what's your mo in identifying? Oh shit, this is nice. I'll do it. And then again, you you have a certain magic to how you do it that eventually you make money out of that. But how do you pick one, and what what's your rationale? Well, it first it has to interest me. Got it. Like uh, I'm not interested in construction. I know there's a lot of money in construction, but I. I I'm just not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of money in trading vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, getting them from Baguio or up north and right. bringing them to the markets here. There's mm-hmm. a lot of money in that. Yep. But uh, I'm not interested. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you talk to me about chillers and optimization. I'm, yep. I'm interested. Right? And if I don't understand, I will Google it right. and figure out. So it has to be something that interests me so yeah. that I can sustain it. But what makes you interested in, in like when you get your, uh, the, the corporate giveaways? This wasn't your, I mean, you're trying to sell be a race. And how do you know that? Oh, this is interesting. What, what's that spark? That, that time, um, I needed to survive. Got it. That was what really pushed me. Mm-hmm. It was what, um, where this interest really came in is when I got into software. Mm. Ah, zero. Yeah. Philosophy interests me, but there's no money in philosophy. Sure. Right? I mean, it helps you think. Mm. It helps you question a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You can help people with it, but they won't pay you for it. Absolutely. <laughs> but now, I, I want to segue into the next question I have in terms of passion versus money. Yeah. Right? How do you balance it out? Because I, it, it's also irrelevant. Of course, you always have to have a passion project where your heart is happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to nurture that, mm-hmm. and I believe. And again, uh, and, and that's what will make you happy. Absolutely. If you're not, that's what's gonna get you out of bed. That's what's gonna. That, it, it actually makes you happy that you're doing what you like. And it's very rare that everybody has. I mean, it's not a lot of people ha- have that. Like for me, I'm so happy doing podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> I fucking wake up. Every day, looking forward to having these great conversations that I can share with y'all who's listening Uh to this. This is, and I keep telling this to people, like, dude, I can do this till the day I die. So other people are shy, right? Introverted. Mm. They hate doing this podcast. Correct. So, but hey, I'll force them. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm just saying, but you know, passion versus money. Uh-huh. I'm very fortunate that I make money out of this. I have a startup that revolves around this. I keep doing what I'm doing. Aside from also doing what makes me other uh, happy on the other side, which is chatbot PH, I'm happy creating solutions for that. Yeah. And that the interest is not just enough, enough. I have to be happy. But what's our advice for people who are doing shit that they don't like? For example, oh, fuck, I am, I am doing uh, this job, but this doesn't make me happy. Uh-huh. And I have a, a passion, which not, does not make me, I mean, this does make me happy, but not make me rich. Yeah. What's that balance going to be? Um, well, let's face it. If you're not, as fortunate to have the money. Yeah. And you really need to work. Yeah. I mean, take any job, then you got to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. But you have to plan ahead. Sure. Meaning um, uh, you have to look at what opportunities you want to get into. And this is a process of being proactive. It's not opportunities. This thing of opportunities knocking at your door. That's not true, man. You have to go. You get gotta it. hunt them down, right? This, like a this tiger thing, on the prowl. I'm waiting for the yeah. opportunities to come. They they don't happen. You sure. gotta be proactive and take responsibility to to seek them out. Sure. Um. So, uh, how do I balance the money part and the passion part? Sure. Um. Depends on what stage in your life you are. Okay. Right. Uh. If you have Two kids. Mm-hmm. Your wife doesn't have a job. Uh, you have no savings. You cannot go around experimenting with trying to make a podcast work. Right. Right. You just gotta have to bite the bullet and then look at what your skills are and apply for right good paying jobs. Yep. But in the process at work, you have to figure out okay, where's my next step? Yes. You gotta take responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. I call I call this role being the CEO. Of me, yes. right? I gotta act like the CEO of my yeah. own career. Absolutely, right? and it doesn't matter if you have a company or not. No, being accountable matter. for your life and your actions yeah. and the people that rely on you, whether it's a whoever that the dependent would be, mm-hmm. you have to make good, sound choices for that. And one tip, I guess, for for those things is you learn to love what you do, regardless, even if you don't, you're not hard to is if you get good at it. Mm-hmm. Because if you get praised, oh, you know what? You're good at accounting. Or you're good at, uh, it's not sexy at all. You know, you don't get the same limelight as everybody else. Mm-hmm. But if you know that you're good at good at it, the byproduct also is confidence, mm-hmm. right? And confidence always is a good positive thing towards what you do, right? right? So hang on your hat onto that. And if you need an escape as well, probably um, channel that positivity towards that. But again, you got to balance it out. Right. right? And if right. you're lucky to be making money into something that you're, you're passionate about, great for you. Yeah. Right? But you got to cover the bills. Right. Absolutely. And, and again, being an entrepreneur is not, not, not easy. St- okay. So Cliff, that last question in terms of uh, how you did your hustle. Again, we got a little carried away. But this mm-hmm. is awesome because I've never had anybody who's a Concrete salesman is you. Mm-hmm. And I love talking about sales. People frown upon sales and say, oh, these guys are greedy fucks. Like, no. Or it's all bola. No. No, it cannot be no. bola. I mean, there's 
there's a science to this whole thing. Correct. I have I have this methodology called lean selling. What is where, lean selling? Uh, where, well, the, the concept of lean is lean manufacturing, mm. where you maximize customer value and you minimize waste. Right. There are a lot of things in the sales. Well, first you got to define your process, or right. else there's no way you're gonna get it lean. Sure. Now and then in the sales process, you got to make sure that. Uh, every single thing you do is directly and causes the sale to close. Correct. Every single thing. Do not put a booth at an event if you, if it <laughs> if it is not gonna cause a close. Exactly. Is it gonna generate leads? Well, wait a minute. Are the attendees the right people you want? Right. Do you want the procurement people or do you want the technical people? Or you, mm. you got to be clear about that stuff. Correct. You cannot just throw money at things like that. True. Or uh, when you meet a person, what is the objective? Correct. Right? Um, get him to say yes on the proposal or get him to understand this question. Or even just the, the objective can be build rapport. Yep. So that meeting can be a lunch meeting just because I want to find out what this guy does on weekends. Right. So there's got to be an ob- objective mm-hmm. that is linked to the end result. Absolutely. Right. And there's so just just to hammer down. What I said earlier about how I close is 50% of the job. Uh-huh. The other 50% happens before the pitch. Number 1 I always say this to my salesmen. So again, I'm saying it for free. I fucking charge for this, guys. Um, I always have this uh, uh, mentality, never pitch bricks. Uh-huh. So what that means is that you fucking qualify your leads. Number, There's only three things you look for before you even pitch. Uh-huh. Number one, do they have the problem you're trying to solve? Number two, are you talking to the fucking decision maker? Because uh-huh. I don't care if you had the nicest guy in the room, but if you're at the bottom of the totem pole and you have to push this up the fucking ladder, high likelihood you're not going to be in, enough to do that. Why? Because even if I pitch the best fucking pitch to you hmm. and I'm dependent on you to pitch this inside, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'd rather pitch to the DM or the decision maker to get that money. Right. If I'm not going to pitch the decision maker, no, no meeting. Mm-hmm. Or I, if you're going to help me get to the decision maker, I don't mind pitching it again, mm. but I need to talk to the guy that writes the check. Right. Right. And number three, Aside from, again, running it down, I, uh, you have to have the problem, decision maker, and number three, the most important part. The money. Do you have the money? <laughs> so I don't care if you have the fucking shit, <laughs> but if you're not going to be able to afford me, nah. uh uh-huh. So qualify those leads prior. Right. Right? That's, okay. that's waste. If you go through exactly. this, that's all waste. And so. then you pitch the most beautiful pitch, and then, oh, sorry, we don't can't afford you. Can you? Do it at this price, like fuck no. Or you can you come back next week? Yeah, because our boss is not here. Correct. <laughs> and the I, and the worst thing you can get is the Filipino way uh-huh. of saying no, and they say it to, in two ways. And I I hate it when I say it, and then when I hear it, first one, I'll get back to you. Uh-huh. Fuck that shit. What does I'll get back to you? What is this a rest back? Are we gonna are we gonna punch you? Know? <laughs> no. And number two is send me a proposal. Uh-huh. That's the Filipino way of saying no. Uh-huh. Because there's one thing you should always have in this process from qualifying a lead all the way to the close uh-huh. is control. Yeah, You should always be in control of the narrative, the conversation, and the pace. 
you should be in the driver's seat, not riding shotgun. Uh-huh. So that's my MO. And this is a science that I've developed through anything that I do. And what I, even I do it in the podcast subliminally. Like, fuck, I'm dictating the flow of how this works. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But, yo, it works. Yeah. You can apply it anywhere in life. We, we, but, I mean, it goes without saying that you have a good, you need to have a good product. Yeah. I mean, um, you can sell and sell and sell, but sure. if you're selling the wrong thing. Yeah. Again, qualify it. Yeah, yeah correct. So. That's half of the, the sale, half of the sales process already. Identify your leads and make sure it's warm. Because uh-huh. people will fucking pitch and they didn't qualify. <laughs> and the, the, high, the likelihood of you closing that deal is 50 50 uh-huh. at best. Yeah. If you qualify, then oh shit, so there's right. a 70% chance I'm going to close this. Then it is worth spending the time exactly. on. Exactly. That's, that's when you're willing to fly to see him if it's required. Right. Right? You so. nurture the lead. Yeah. Okay, we got carried away. So, and again, this is so much ingrained into me because I love, 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 love selling. One thing about uh, selling is um, the optimism part. Yes. The life of a salesperson is full of rejection. Yep. You right? eat nose for a living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast, so, dinner, and lunch. So yep. if you're a pessimistic guy, you will not nah, survive. Nah. You will not survive. Nah. So, uh, I, I, I did this personality test once, okay. and I was thinking that it's a test of what are your top strengths. Sure. And I was expecting to see perseverance as the top strength. Okay. Okay. To my surprise, perseverance was number three. What was the number one? Number one was optimism. Yes. So it was the optimism that was driving my perseverance. Correct. Because that will, it all comes down. You're, that's your ability that, you know what? Better days will come yeah. ahead. Yeah. And you believe in that. And again, you manifest what you believe in. Cliff, right. thank you very much. Hey, Appreciate thanks it. Thanks a thank lot. You. I thanks hope you're having fun. Me. This was an amazing episode. This is perfect. And this is our last episode towards, I mean, second to the last episode before our anniversary episode coming in two weeks. It's, we've been doing this for, for quite a while now. Congratulations. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing, amazing episode. But Cliff, for people that want to reach out to you and again, grab your book, where do they do that and how do they do it? The best way is to just go to www.cliffiala.com or my Facebook handle is Cliff Iala, C-L-I-F-F. E-A-L-A There you go So reach out And again Cliff Thank you very much But before I let you go Don't forget to follow us In whatever podcast app You're listening to Play it back Follow us So we can talk every week Then learn all these things That we talked about Second is We did say some jargon Don't don't, don't worry We got you uh, Just go to Holoshare.com And the show notes Are going to be there So that you can actually Have references Over what we talked about And again Just like Gretchen okay, Who Who um, Suggested Cliff to be on the, the guest on Hustle Share. Go to the Hustle Share community on Facebook so you can suggest and be involved in how we do the show. And lastly, messages in our chatbot at m.me slash chat, uh, no, not chatbot ph, m.me slash Hustle Share powered by chatbot ph. Again, Cliff, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Ron. Appreciate it. And again, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. <laughs>